What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed, but I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves. So please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'm a sinner myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. Yo, what's up, Devin? What's up, Dave? How you doing, man? And good morning. Happy Saturday. It's May sixteenth, baby. Looks like we're on the we're on the downswing of the the quarantine. I think getting closer and closer to the time we can be back normal. Ish, I think normal ish. <laughs> yeah, no, that's facts. Hey, man, I'm I'm super hype about uh about some of the stuff we got coming down the pipeline for Dave and Dev. I don't yes, think sir. the people are ready, bro. It's exciting. We got next the next couple of weeks are gonna be exciting for all the listeners too. It's gonna be really exciting. So if you're listening to this episode, let me just let me just plug just a little little little, little plug here. If you're listening to this episode, stay tuned. Uh, starting next week, we, we may have some giveaways. I mean, I I like free stuff. Like your boy Dave loves free stuff. So like, yes. I'm just saying. Stay tuned. Keep your ears peeled. Keep your eyes peeled on social media. We got some cool stuff to give away. Yes, sir. Potentially. Listen, yeah. I, I ain't trying to, you know, I don't want exactly. to spoil it. Yeah, no false promises, Dave. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, listen, um, we are in another episode of the Coaches Clinic. Devin, I'm going to let you take this one away, brother. All right. Today, we got my boy, my brother from another mother, uh, Cameron Black. All right, and Cam, uh, Cam, how long have I known you for? Well, I, I would say probably about the fifth grade, man. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man! You know, <laughs> y'all go way know, back. Yeah, bro. It, this Cam know Cam know me better than than a lot of people in my life. So yeah, I've known Cam since back in the AAU days, the uh, the Rocky River Bearcats days. <laughs> we uh, we this is this is my brother. Uh, he he coaches in the G League now. He's been he's he's been Snap. coaching at he's been coaching at Division One level. He's been coaching at the NBA level. Now he's at the G League level. Cam, welcome to the podcast. Tell the people a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, what's up, fellas? I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, like you said, I'm Cameron Black from Kent, Ohio. Uh, currently, uh, G League assistant coach at uh, Grand Rapids Drive. And just a little bit about myself, man. I come from a sports family. Uh, my mom played basketball in high school. Uh, my dad played in high school and in college. Um, my brother played in high school. Uh, he's also a coach now as well. And uh, my fiance is getting into it. We've been together for eight years. And at the beginning, she didn't know much. And 
Now she's sending me like post game reports and stuff. Oh shoot! <laughs> hey, I finally got my wife to start noticing what it was different zones teams are in too. I was like, right. man, I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, I, after one game, man, I got a, a long text. I'm like, man, what is this? And she's like, tell me what the teams to do to get better and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know how to take that, man. I was like, hey, and, hey, and then man, you propose you? the next day, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of constructive criticism never hurt. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yep, but um, early on, like, I told my parents I wanted to play basketball, and uh, they gave me a lot of support. And that's kind of how I met Devin. Like, they would take me around different travel teams, and we got together about the fifth grade yep. and played for a season with the Bearcats. And uh, I think the year after that, that's when the part of our own team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, that's, and then we've been, bro, we've been together ever since. We pretty much played all throughout high school together. Yep, and that was called like the Midwest Panthers. And uh, funny about that team, it was me, Dev, another guy named Matt Stainbrook. At that age, we all kind of ended up being around like nine or six, ten, all playing D one. So it's kind of cool shout out to Matt, dude. Matt, you know shout Matt's still Matt. playing in Spain. I know, man. It's crazy. Shout out to Matt. Crazy. Hit a big growth spurt. Uh, between my freshman and uh, sophomore year, I was about six two, ended up being about six seven. So that kind of like took me from a, a kind of average guy to kind of off the charts. And um, just growing up in Kent, Portage County, and uh, I'm the last player in 38 years to uh, receive a full ride Division One scholarship. Ended up going to Bowling Green, and uh, hey. at, at Bowling Green, I was third in block shots uh, in the history. Uh, number one is uh, Rashawn Holmes, who's currently with the uh, Sacramento Kings, and that's who I played with in college. And uh, after that, I kind of didn't know which, which route I wanted to go into. I uh, didn't know if I wanted to play or coach. But um, kind of the thing that did it for me was uh, after my college career, I was going to meet uh, Chris Jansen, new coach at BG. And uh, I met somebody out in the hallway who kind of wanted to be a GA too. And he said he played overseas for 10 years and wanted to come back and be a GA. And I was kind of like, you know, if I can get into it now, get my experience in, I mean, in 10 years, I might be a coach somewhere. And that kind of ended up happening early, earlier than what I thought. So I ended up going to uh, Akron with Keith Dambrot, his graduate assistant. Uh, had a great experience there. Uh, after one season there, I uh, got a call about the internship with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, went down there on a Friday, uh, worked out, interviewed. And literally, when I got back to the airport, I mean, they offered me the job. So Dang. it was kind of a great experience, man. When I walked in the gym for that interview, man, I was starstruck, man. Like, that was the team that uh, they just won, like, the 60 games the year before. So Dang. Like, uh, Dennis Schroeder was in there, Kyle Corver, uh, Al Horford, Paul Millsap. So, and then, like, obviously, Coach Buzz. So just getting to learn from those guys is a great experience. And being an intern there, I got to kind of help out in the video room. Uh, on the court, help out with different scouting reports, and uh, just learn a lot from a lot of great coaches. Uh, also, Kenny Atkinson was there, who was uh, recently the coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Taylor Jenkins was there, who was now the coach of uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Dang. Uh, just got got to learn from a lot of great coaches. And then uh, a lot of people asked, well, why am I in the G League now? Well, I got to learn a lot of stuff in the NBA, and now I got to get, get to kind of like apply all that stuff in the G League. So now I run the workout. Now I do the scouting reports. Now I'm, like, talking in front of the team and that type of stuff. So just in the, in the G League, trying to get some experience now and kind of grow my voice a little bit. That's what's up, man. Hey, so first time you're walking into the Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks facility, 
It, what what one player like stuck out to you that you got like starstruck? To? Like you said, it was a bunch, but like what, was it like one person that were you were like, dang, this is such and such? Uh, they didn't they didn't have any like crazy superstars like not like a LeBron or KD, but like when I first saw like Paul Millsap and then that like kind of interview situation I had to guard him, and I'm like, man, like this dude is for real. Like, <laughs> hey, this game is nice. <laughs> Like, he's like, got a nice, smooth game. Like, he's strong. He's athletic. Quick, man. Like, a super quick first step. And he can shoot. And well, that that's, kind of, that's the thing about, like, when people say, how do you know that you're playing against an NBA dude? I said, bro, you will know when you're playing against the NBA dude. Like, you, you just, they just yeah. different. I'm telling you, man, like, one through 15, like, can play. Like, I think one of the guys who, like, you would never think has, like, super game is, like, Chris Humphreys. Like, Chris Humphreys, like... Like, he give you buckets, <laughs> you know, if you're not ready to guard him. Like, hitting threes, getting to the rim, like, super strong. Like, so, like, a lot of those guys can really play. Well, he gave you buckets? I'm, he gave me some buckets, man, but I'm not going <laughs> to lie, I got some stops, too. So, it's kind of it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up, bro. All right. So, Cam, you coaching in the, in the G League now, okay? Mm-hmm. And recently, there's been a, a big – push for a lot of these high school players to go to the G League. So I just want to know, like, what are your thoughts on, on uh, the high school kids going to the G League? Do you think it's a good move for the league? Do you think it's going to be, like, the future? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts are, like, if, if you're not one of the top guys, then don't even think about going. You know what I mean? This is kind of for, like, the elite players in high school, like the top maybe 10 ranked guys. And I think it's a good thing because you kind of you kind of get some individual attention going to the G League in this, th- in this type of uh, – type of system you know like you're getting individual workouts on the court in the weight room like the whole plan is tailored to you getting better as far as in college is more like of a team aspect so the team is lifting the team is on the court working out in groups but like these guys get a year under their belt with this type of training i think they'll end up becoming better players that's what's up that's good because there's been a there's been a, a big big push lately so that's i mean that's that's good to hear because you think everyone thinks it's easy, and it's not. It's not. It's not easy. The G League's no joke. No, like there's grown men playing the G League. Have been playing overseas Straight for up. years. Playing like some guys who played in the NBA who are trying to get back in the NBA. So like, like a guy like uh, Justin Anderson was in the G League this year. Like he's no joke, and he's a hooper. For sure. Yeah, that's. I think that's such a cool like uh, way for these top tier guys to get, you know, that that individual attention like you're saying, man. So. You know, kind of just talking about the uh, NBA in general. I'm assuming since you coach in the in the G League and and you've been around basketball for a long time, you're a big uh, NBA fan. So uh, I gotta ask, man this this ESPN Top Ten list that came out. What, what's mm-hmm. your thoughts on it, man? What's your thoughts? Well, just look at my first thoughts, man. Is like Kobe is way too low. <laughs> <laughs> like, got, people getting their feelings when you talk about Kobe, bro. No, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think he's like one or not even two. But like, my personally feel like Kobe will tear like Larry Bird up. <laughs> uh, you preaching? <laughs> and then like, think about Shaq. Like, could Will Chamberlain or Bill Russell really guard Shaq? Like, I don't know. So I think a couple of those guys need to be moved up. And I, I obviously never get to really see like the Will or Bill play all that much. But I, I do think some of these guys need to be moved up. All right, so for for the listeners who haven't seen it, we got 
This is what ESPN said, and I think this is the trashest list of all time. But here we go. <laughs> we got number one, Michael Jordan. Number two, LeBron James. Number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number four, Bill Russell. Number five, Magic Johnson. Number six, Will Chamberlain. Number seven, Larry Bird. Number eight, Tim Duncan. Number nine, Kobe Bryant. And number 10, Shaquille O'Neal. Man. I'm sorry. I know there's a bunch of Larry Bird lovers out there, but I'm, I'm going to just stir the pot a little bit. And I'm going to just say Larry Bird would be 10 on this list to me. I, I feel like, I'm sorry. Like, I know people love Larry Bird, but I just – and he got buckets, and his numbers were crazy and all this other stuff. Bird, Larry Bird not better than Shaq. He's not, he not better than Kobe. Like, I'm just saying, like, he's not better than Kobe. He's not better than Shaq. Like, like Tim, Tim Duncan in his prime was a bucket. I mean, you can maybe make the argument for him and Tim Duncan, but still, Tim Duncan was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Let, let me just ask this. Like, uh, and this is just maybe like some bias for me, but I ain't gonna lie. I'd almost rather have Kevin Garnett than Ke- Tim Duncan. I think Tim Duncan benefited from the system. I'm just saying, like, I ain't trying to. Th- I love Ooh. Timmy G, but KG Shoot. is my guy. You, you're making good points. I mean, KG was nice. KG's game, he was more athletic than Tim. I don't know, man. I, I love, I love Tim Duncan, but KG is is the man for me. I, that, I like KG, and KG is KG is my dude. But just the, I don't. It's hard to say that Tim Duncan benefited from the system when the dude, the dude was just putting up numbers. Like you know, what he I'm saying? was. Like, but but my dude played with David Robinson, who's arguably a top five, top six center of all time, which took some attention from him. And look at the people that he like the the guards they played with. Plus Pop to me is the goat. Pop. Pop might be the greatest coach in NBA history. I don't. I mean, that's tough. That's that's tough. That's because, like, yeah. Now you did. Now you getting disrespectful to Phil Jackson. I mean, no. I, I think Phil is the goat, but I, Pop's got to be in that conversation for what he's done with the teams he's had with. Yeah, he's in the first. conversation, but I mean, yeah. Phil got eleven rings. One as yeah. like, One as a player and ten as a coach. And yeah. My tough. dude needs another hand. Like, <laughs> you think? Okay, okay. So you think because. If you if you had to pick the top four power forwards of all time, it's Tim Duncan, Karl Malone, KG, and Barkley. Dirk, and Bar- oh, and Barkley, and Barkley. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's your top five right there. That's your top five. And so you you telling me right now that you you don't you don't think that Tim Duncan is number one on that list? Man, that list is so tough, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm not willing to commit on that one. <laughs> I want to put you on the record, Dave. I, you're trying to put me on blast, bro. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't letting that happen. Bro. Yeah, I mean, you ain't gonna post to me like you did, homeboy, in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Larry Bird's the second greatest small forward of all time. So there's that. I, I don't know. I just think, and it's it's hard to compare like different eras because like. You see, like, how they played in the 80s. They didn't really shoot a lot of threes. The 90s was kind of dominated by, you know, by a certain style. Then you go to the 2000s where it's, like, a little bit of isolation ball in the early. Then late, I mean, you get the 2010s. Then you get Steph Curry, the way he start, they start playing ball in Golden State. It's just different. Like, it's just hard to compare different eras. But I don't care. You pit, like, you put Larry Bird in today's era. It's, it it ain't good. It, it, it ain't good. I don't know, man. I I, I, I mean, there's a, there's a, I have a rule. There's just ain't no dude with short shorts going 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 work me. Going to get buckets on me. Like 
<laughs> hey, but hey, short shorts are back in though, bro. I yeah, don't know. That's true. That's true. Not, not the, I mean, not for Larry, me though. Larry Bird was wearing boxes out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. That's. I mean, so you. So the one thing you said you would change, Cam, is is Kobe got to move up. Yeah, Kobe got to move up. Maybe, just in my opinion, to maybe like three. Better than Kareem. Ooh. Yeah, man, Kobe is like individual player. Man, Kobe is just nice to me. So Kobe is the greatest Laker of all time, in your opinion? I mean, I not think, like LeBron's not his career not over. But it's it's so tough, you know, because like I mean, I'm born in '92. Like I didn't really get the chance to see Kareem like that. So yeah. I think this list is kind of tough, depending on what era you grew up in. I think so too. So okay, so that goes into the next question. So I mean, you grew up in '92. So you didn't really get to see all of Michael Jordan. So what you think about the last dance and getting to see it all over again? <laughs> well, I think I think first of all it's a little different though because like Mike is so great that I mean we sit around and go back through his games and watch some of those playoff games and, and see the work that he put in. But just the last dance, the thing that kind of jumped out to me the most is like just his competitiveness. Like that dude wants to win in everything, and I don't think I see that much from today's players like wanting to win in every single thing. Uh, just his, his passion and holding guys accountable, like I think that's a, a kind of lost art today. Yeah. So you agree that he's the number one, he's the best player of all time. Yeah, I agree with that. Sure. Dave, what say you? Hey, hey I you want, told y'all. Do you want to hey, argue I, about this again? I told y'all last week on the podcast. I was, I had been wrong in the past, and I was willing to admit that MJ was the goat. I don't think the gap is as wide as people think. That's all I said. I, I also got to say this, too, because because LeBron can be number two, and that's cool, but the disrespect towards LeBron has got to stop. All right? Like, pe- people – I had somebody in a group text message, and, I mean, you, they listen to the podcast consistently, so you know who you are. They said that LeBron James was not skilled. I'm like, come on, dog. Bruh. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Like the dude is averaging eleven assists this year. He's he just a, he's a good passer, but he's unskilled. Like I don't know what else the de- dude can what's prove. What's his definition of skill, though? Because, I like, know some people see skill, they think of like being able to dribble and put like like all the moves and stuff. Like Brian doesn't need moves. Like he's two sixty. He's but strong. he still got him. Like as a linebacker that's that can shoot, score, dribble. Like he can do anything. Like he's a freak. I mean, the the NBA players today in today's game, I just feel like you have to you you can't just be one sided. You got seven footers shoot threes now, you know, and so I I feel like to say that someone's not skilled is just come. On, that's not a serious argument, bro. You can't be yeah. a six nine and play point and not be skilled. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Straight I, up from from the mouth of a G League coach right now. Like, come on now, that, that argument that that argument was crazy. For sure. But the last dance has been wild. Like, it's been such a good series, and I'm so bummed that there's only two episodes left. I, I mean, yeah, true. true. I could I, literally I, sit there and watch, like, you know, like one 10 hour episode every day. Like, that's how good it is. It's so yeah. good, yeah. I mean, because by the time it's over every week, I'm kind of like, man, it's over already. Like, and it's kind of it's kind of sad that. You know, this week is the last dance of the last dance. This right. Is it. Yeah. I mean, they even got my wife, like, propped up in front of it, ready to watch. Like, she's hype about it every single week, like, ready to go. She had popcorn made at 9 o'clock last week, ready to get it turned on a roller. 
Somebody right, sent me a link of all this episodes or whatever when it came out. Like, man, I don't want to watch. Yeah, it. I don't want to do it. I do think we like in a special time, like because before, like you know, our parents' age, if something was on TV, everybody was watching it, you know. Right. And like now, everything is streaming, and so since the quarantine hit, like this is the first time like everybody can watch something together, and so I think that's kind of cool that we all that we all watching this together and so just a, a little little thing that I, I just thought about the other day when I was watching it's like dang we all sitting at the t- TV at the same time watching this it's kind of a cool moment in history yeah it is it really is well listen you know this is the coaches clinic so you know to to kind of just shift to kind of coaching in general um uh, and and just thinking about the coaches that you've been around cam like who would you say is the best coach that you ever played for or coached alongside. Uh, I know your dad was a coach too, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, that was so. an interesting experience, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the best hey, way I can say it. Like, hey, it's, a, you know, it's different when your dad is the coach, and you know, most people just get the pre the post game speech. Yeah. You get the post game speech and the post game car ride home and the post game speech at home too. Yeah, post game speech when you're in the shower in the bathroom, he's outside still yelling at me. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Me and my dad almost came to blows one time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had some of those moments. Man. Probably, uh, I think my dad being my best coach ever would probably be the obvious one, but uh, probably the best coach I've been around. Well, I'll say the smartest coach would be Coach Bud with uh, Milwaukee Bucks. But I, yeah. my favorite, the best coach for me would be uh, Keith Danbrock, man. Like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't, I really don't know how he does it, but you know. Kind of the same competitiveness and passion that uh, Jordan has in the last dance. Like, that's what Dan Brock brings to practice every single day for like three, four hours. Like, he's going hard. Like, and he's going to get the best out of you. Like, if you're if you're like at a three and your potential is a 10, like, he's going to get you to 10. Like, that's yeah. And he's, and I mean, and Coach Dan Brock, he did so much for those people in Northeast Ohio, man. Like, he, 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 lo- he loves, he just loves basketball. And like, if you ever get a chance to be around that dude, you just, you just know that like, just talking to him, the dude just loves basketball now. And he's at Duquesne now, right? Yeah. He's at Duquesne now. They're kind of turning that program around now. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good, man. I, I would say that, uh, that's a dude that like when he was at Akron, I remember in high school, like you had a bunch of people, like if you were, if you were like decent, like, and Akron shows up to your game, like that was like a big deal. Right. The Akron, the Akron was there, so that's 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 pretty cool, man. You got to spend a whole year around the dude, just learning from him. Yep, man. All the recruitment sessions, late mornings, like early nights, like all that type of stuff is crazy, man. Yeah. So you've been around basketball for a while now, and so I got a question for you about the best player that you that you play with or against or coached. Oh, our coached, yeah. Against our coach. Um I think the it's kinda of like a toss up between the best players I ever played with. Uh one people might not know his name was Austin Calhoun from BG. Yeah. Like yeah. Too, he was strong, athletic, to shoot, like like he was nice for real. And then the other one would probably be uh Rashawn Holmes. No, yeah. like when I was with him, I, he was a junior, but he kinda of took off the year after, but probably between those two guys. Um, the best player I ever coached. I can't really say like the NBA guy because I was, um, 
you know, I was an intern at that time. I, I didn't really coach. But in the G League, it's been a lot. But probably surprisingly, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Josh Majet, man. From, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think with the Alabama Huntsville, he's been in the G League for a while. But um, just like controlling the floor, controlling the pace of the game, getting guys involved, and also scoring himself, like that's probably the best player that I've been around. Dang. That's crazy, man. That's that's what's up. So I mean, I remember, uh, I remember when we we scrimmaged you all in in college. You remember that, Cam? Yep. And so y'all came down to Richmond, Kentucky, and I remember uh, seeing uh, Holmes play, and I was like, "Oh, this dude, this dude, he, he got something special." Like, and he was younger too. Yep. And I was like, "He, like, he, he gonna be a player one day." For sure. Like I knew, like he was different because, like. You know, in practice, in the post, like, the bigs are working on, like, some moves and stuff like that. And we kind of started off with a simple drop step. And I saw him drop step a one step and do, like, a full extension windmill. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, like, most of us just dunking the ball, maybe, like, putting it behind your head or something. But, like, he did a full extension windmill. I'm like, man, this dude's just different. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. So, that I think- being – Mid major basketball, man. People, people gotta they sleep on it. But there's there's some there's some good players out there. No, for sure. There's a bunch of them in the NBA now too, like the stars. So. Yeah, I think it's so cool, man. I I don't think people realize like how much actual talent is around this country. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. I think people are really quick to jump on these like high major, you know the the best players at the best schools in the ACC or Big Ten, Big Twelve, whatever. But like. I don't think people realize how talented some of these dudes. Are. I mean, I just saw that even in OVC play with you, Devin, like playing against you know these guys from like looking at those guys from <laughs> Belmont, like just super skilled dudes. Like I don't think people understand that, and I think it's really cool too, Ken, that like you pointed out guys that like we may not see as like these LeBrons or whatever, but it just speaks to the fact that there's so many talented people in 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 college, in the G League, and in the in the NBA. For sure, man, and, like, those guys just keep getting better year after year. Like, you might not hear about them, like, their freshman, sophomore year of high school, but, I mean, by the time they get into college and four years later, like, they're pretty good players. Yeah, that's what Dylan Winland was like. He just – I mean, you if you were in OVC, you knew the kid was good, but then his senior year, you're like, oh, this kid – He just went he's, off. Yeah, he, he's different. Mm-hmm. So, when you, who was the best player you played against in college? Played against in college – because um, you're playing in the back. This, this is another tough one, but because, like, in high school, it would probably be Jared Sullinger. But, uh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, Sully, Sully. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sully, man, that dude, man, his he can just back you down, and you can't do nothing. You can't do nothing about it. You just Yeah, man, like, going into my senior year, I was probably about, like, 215, and I have no clue what he was, but, like, yeah, I couldn't guard him. <laughs> we had to him. <laughs> Bro, it's so frustrating. <laughs> I see people like, hey, man, just keep backing his butt to me, man. <laughs> you can't do nothing about it, bro. He was so frustrated. And everybody knew who he was. Cause I remember, like, you know, like, the uh, the newspapers and stuff, they would have, like, the rankings, right? When yeah. you're in high school. And so you look for your class, and you're like, Sully, out of Columbus, like, who is this dude? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see him, like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. Yeah. And then uh, in college, man, like probably somebody you guys never know, but uh, from Buffalo, his name was Javon McCray. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's nice. Like, he, was, he was nice. He was strong. Like 
pretty good player. A lot of pretty good footwork. He was left handed. Uh, very good player. You, yeah, you you played in the the MAC was they had some some good players back in the day, and that was that was crazy. I the first like I I, picked, I said this on the podcast before, but the first player that really like just embarrassed me at, as in college was uh, Kendall Fareed. Okay, and that's yeah, and that's when I knew like, oh, NBA players are different. Like this, because <laughs> it, it's crazy. Like, because like you made the decision to go into coaching straight out of high school, whereas like some people will like, they still want to live on to like the hoop dream of like keep playing and playing and playing with that dream yeah. of getting into the NBA. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say Kenneth Fareed made me realize that you know, hey, maybe this ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go be a coach. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do something else, man. Oh, yeah. What did he put up on you? Oh, shoot, Cam. Okay, so he, he, <laughs> dude had six points and yeah. 24 rebounds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, listen, listen. There, there is a difference between, like, when you're a freshman, this is what people don't understand. When you're a freshman and you you just came out of senior year of high school, you dominant, right? You got all the confidence in the world, okay? But you don't understand, you're not a grown man yet, all right? You're playing against grown men who, like, they, they really do this. This is all they do. And Kenneth Fareed is like, a, he, that dude was a grown man that snatched every rebound. He never got tired. And I'm sitting over there like, Coach, and we won the game, too. I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, Coach, we, we stopped him, right? He said, he had 24 rebounds. Are you kidding me? <laughs> man, Coach yelled at me for so long. Like, Are you kidding me? You stopped him. Come on. Come on. We won the game, Coach. <laughs> No, nah, but he he was a good, he was a good player, bro. And you had a you had a you had to play against uh when you were at BG, you, uh Ohio had a good team when you were there. Ohio, Akron, yeah, uh, Buffalo, uh, Toledo at time, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you had some good competition, man. That's good, man. Uh okay, this is the last question for you. Okay, and we've asked this to all the all the different coaches on the podcast. All right, so you, all right, so this this is this should be the easiest question that you get all day. What is the best sports movie of all time? Uh, all right, all right. So, like, my favorite movie of all time, sports movie, is He Got Game. Yes, that's my okay. Favorite. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> But 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 the best has to be like um, probably remember the Titans. Yeah 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 yeah. Of course like, that's fair. Yeah, yeah it's, it's my mean, favorite. My favorite is he got game watching my boy Ray Allen man. Hey, Hooper, listen, if you are you cannot call yourself a Hooper and you've never seen he got game. You don't Jesus know who Shuttle Jesus Shuttlesworth is right, yeah. when when he going up against his dad Denzel in that <laughs> in the, outdoors. Like playing for his, this dude's playing for his freedom at the end of the end of the movie. All right, if you don't know what that what that scene is like, you can't call yourself a real hooper. That's like a rite of passage. Thanks. It's 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 one of I did a I did a little uh, thing on my Instagram like a little it was like a bracket for best movies and he got game was eliminated in the first round. Like bro, y'all disrespectful right now. Great <laughs> so many movies though. It's like it's Coach Carter. He got games like above the rim. Like it's so yeah. many movies. Oh man, I listen above the hey Tupac and above the rim. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac's the only person who can get away with playing playing the same character in every movie. No, for real. <laughs> That's a fact. 
Yeah, man. Well, look, Cam, it's been great having you on, man. Love getting to talk with you, getting to hear about your coaching experience um, and all the great stories you got over there. Um, you can come back anytime. All right. And uh, we we wish you the best uh, with with the rest of your coaching career. And then uh, wherever you end up next or whatever ends up happening with your career, you know, we always we uh we, we just want to hear about it. Just feel free to come back on, man. Hey, yeah, thanks, man. man. Uh, it was fun, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, man, you're welcome anytime. It's been a pleasure to get to know you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, y'all. Well, until next time. Peace. Peace.